At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook, where, man, everybody's going nuts over this Cubs and Sox crosstown classic game. Sox tacked on four runs and extras, then the Cubs just hit a two-run homer. A lot more cheers for the Sox than there are Cubs, and rightfully so, a little bit more trustworthy in terms of of the bet. So if you hear the noise in the background, that will be why. But not only do we have baseball to look forward to tonight here on Rush Hour, I've got several plays on the diamond, but we'll be hitting both NFL and college football throughout the show. Ralph Russo uh, does fantastic coverage when it comes to college football for the Associated Press. We'll hit everything in terms of college football, pretty much all the big conferences, the Power Five, Heisman, National Championship odds, and much more with Ralph Russo. So we'll get that in about 10 minutes or so. And then toward the end of the show, in terms of football, we'll get Brady Henderson covers the Seahawks out in the West Coast. How will Seattle stack up among the other competitors in the NFC West, their win total, and much more. And kind of all the off-season drama, so to speak, that we saw with Russell Wilson. We'll see if that has any effect into the upcoming season. So plenty to get to tonight. And in between, we'll talk a little bit of basketball. The odds to reach the playoffs have been reposted because we've been excited to see what the Bulls numbers were going to be post-NBA free agency with all their acquisitions. So we'll unveil that a little bit later in the show. And I did want to start off with NBA because we did have somewhat of a big announcement this morning, I guess, afternoon, whatever you want to call it, depending on where you are. But in terms of the Clippers, they had a couple of signings today. Kawhi Leonard is going to re-sign 
with Los Angeles. And not only Kawhi, Reggie Jackson signed a two-year, $22 million uh, deal to stay with the Clippers this upcoming season. Now, of course, you have to remember Kawhi Leonard dealing with that ACL injury. So, what, earliest and best-case scenario, maybe he's back in March for the Clippers. But does that still kind of scare you away from wanting to bet them? Because that's still in time for the playoffs, right? And their odds are a lot farther down than we've been accustomed to seeing these past couple of years. Uh, to win the finals, you can get 18-1 to 1 at Bet Rivers for the Clippers. To come out of the Western Conference, they're at 9-1. to 1. To make the playoffs, you're laying about minus 434. Uh, the no is about 3-1 to 1 odds for the Clippers. So look, I mean, relatively, you're getting a better value on this team. Does that warrant you to place a bet? Well, in my opinion, if you're doing it in the sense of, hey, this number is going to go down eventually. It's almost inevitable once you get Kawhi Leonard back and they're still in the race. That's what we can ex uh, expect. And then, okay, fine. I get that argument for it, whether it's the West or to win the finals. But realistically, do I think they have a shot? Not so much. And the thing that could still keep hopes alive is more so that the Western Conference, in my opinion, really isn't as deep as it typically is. I mean, you get the Lakers at the top the presumed favorite and then behind them you get the Golden State Warriors who are about 11 to 1 to win the NBA championship the Lakers are plus 350 only team ahead of them is Brooklyn at plus 230 and then you still have the Suns in the mix two at 14 to 1 the Jazz at 14 to 1 and then you go a little bit further down with the Nuggets at 20 to 1 Mavericks 30 to 1 and Nuggets are a team that of course waiting for Jamal Murray with his injury but honestly they're still a team that you could have some value on to at least maybe come out of the West I think the Jazz are a team, though, that I have more faith in, certainly, than I do with the Clippers at this point, and a little bit more edge to Phoenix. I know they're going to be running it back with virtually the same squad, so you would think that automatically, but could have one of those hangover type of seasons after getting to the finals. But realistically, I understand why the Clippers are where they are. Is it worth the bet right now? Again, if you think the numbers are going to go down dramatically and you can kind of pay it off, cash it out on some of these sites, then okay, I understand the argument, but... Not really rushing to bet that one. Just wanted to throw out the news, though, with the signings for Los Angeles. And like we said, we'll talk more NBA betting in about 20 minutes. With the Bulls, their odds to make the playoffs could be worth the bet, even though we're still pretty far out from the start of the season. And another team that seems pretty intriguing based on what they did last year in the offseason thus far and just based solely on their odds. So we'll have more basketball discussion coming your way here on Rush Hour. But before we go back into that, again, that's going to be next segment. We're spending this first segment primarily on college football. We'll be welcoming on Ralph Russo. Um, he does great coverage with Associated Press, like we said, and we're going to hit it all with him. But before we bring him on, I wanted to talk about a couple college football bets I have for this upcoming season. Now, we've gone over the Big Ten specifically doing betting profiles on teams. We talked about Iowa this past week. Their win total was at 8.5. I was kind of slightly leaning to the under. And we also mentioned Penn State 9 was their win total, slightly leaning to the under, but realistically, they probably end at 9. And then Wisconsin, 9.5. I was gravitating toward the over, if anything. But I'm looking at a different angle in terms of the long-term bets. Once again, the show is Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook on this Friday evening, leading you into the weekend. Hopefully, it's going to be a good one. We've got plenty of action coming your way on the diamond. I've got a few bets to unfold later in the show. And then we'll talk NFL, talking Seahawks specifically. But college football, to start things off, Ralph Russo will be joining us momentarily, but I was kind of talking about how we've been hitting the betting profiles in the Big Ten for college football, giving out more so leans than official plays. 
But two plays that I did have officially that I did log into the Best Bets page, vsan.com slash subscribe if you're not in tune with it. But the two plays I had regarded two teams to win the championship, and this isn't anything different and really an anomaly by any stretch of the imagination because a lot of people have the same sentiment, but Oklahoma and Georgia. Now, I did a little bit of searching to get the best number for each respective squad, but starting with Oklahoma, I got them 8-1 to one to win the championship. Now, we've talked about the Sooners a lot, and I get they're a popular pick, but really they're arguably one of the deepest teams in college football. Spencer Rattler Prime to be an absolute stud this season. He is the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. And not only that, you just have an overall surrounding cast that is great offensively. But the most important part, that can put Oklahoma over the top, aside from taking advantage of a weaker conference relatively, is the defense. They limited offenses to about 22 points per game last year. In 2018, they allowed 33 points per game. So really, they've taken vast improvements. And if they can continue to do that, Oklahoma will be a top team and find themselves in the college football playoff. Thus, the odds will go down. And honestly, I still think they have a great chance even when they get there. So love Oklahoma at about 8-1. to one. Then how about Georgia at 7-1? to one? You got JT Daniels going to be starting for the Bulldogs this season. USC transfers, so maybe a little bit more stability for this Georgia offense. You're getting George Pickens out indefinitely. That's pretty brutal toward the ACL in spring practice. So if you get him back at best case scenario, you're going to be really late in the season. But otherwise, Georgia's absolutely stacked with running backs, other wide receivers, and defensively, up front specifically, they're going to be dominant once again. So look for Georgia to be a beast this season, as everybody's expecting. 7-1, to one, their odds to win the national championship, I think, are pretty solid. And you kind of look at the other landscape. Yes, obviously, Alabama's a short shot at plus 225. And Clemson, you're getting at 3-1. to one. And Ohio State, plus 350. But if you're looking for teams a little bit more outside the short shot, and where you could get some decently solid value, I think these two top teams in Oklahoma and Georgia certainly fit the bill for that category. Again, Oklahoma at about 8-1 to one and Georgia 7-1. Oklahoma has a favorable conference to come out of. Iowa State is certainly going to be a force to be reckoned with once again. Texas still should be solid, but new regime there, so we'll see how things flip around with the Longhorns. But overall, this Oklahoma team is primed for a great season. And honestly, I wanted to bet them to win the Big 12 Conference as well, but those odds shot up. It was at minus 155 at Bet Rivers. They took it off for about a week or so, and now it's up to the minus 170, minus 180 range, somewhere around there. So if you could still get it somewhere, maybe 150, 160, I'd probably entertain it. But again, now that you're kind of getting in that $2 range, not really enticing as much as it was before. But Oklahoma, a really deep squad this upcoming season. Spencer Rattler with the favorite odds to win the Heisman as well, plus 550. Now, again, it's kind of fun to go more long shot with the Heisman odds, so I wouldn't necessarily be recommending that per se. We are talking with Jeff Parles earlier this week. We didn't really have a chance to get to it, but a guy like Sam Howell, who's 17-1 to one to win the Heisman, could certainly be a viable option based on the fact that he's going to have a very favorable schedule in the ACC and then potentially a primetime game versus Notre Dame where he can not only showcase his skills, but at that point he would already have padded the stats and North Carolina could be vying for the top of the ACC championship against, you know, we're assuming it's going to be Clemson. So if you want to look a little bit down the board, that could be a guy who could be a viable fit as well at 17-1 for Sam Howell. But again, we'll talk with Ralph Russo about that a little bit. Uh, later so let's go ahead and bring him in though we got him locked and loaded so Ralph we appreciate you joining the show 
We love your work that you do for the AP covering all the ends of college football. And I was kind of just giving away some of my favorites that I'd like to win the national championship and then in the Heisman discussion. But I kind of want to go through the conferences one at a time with you. And we are located in the Chicagoland area here with Rush Hour. So primarily, we like to focus on the Big Ten Conference. So as it stacks up among each other, Ohio State naturally the favorite, minus 230 to win it. Then comes Wisconsin at 8-1, to one, who has a pretty solid path in the Big Ten West. Penn State 10-1, Iowa 14-1, the list goes on. In your eyes, is there any team that can give Ohio State a run for its money, or do you think it's the Buckeyes' conference to lose? Well, listen, I think in, just like in a couple of the other conferences we'll get to, we're sort of living through an era of super teams. Um, so I, I think that Ohio State is, is the Big Ten super team. The good news for a lot of these teams chasing the super teams is the super teams have some quarterback um, questions this year. And, you know, as good as you, as well as you recruit at Ohio state, you know, if the quarterback position malfunctions, a lot of other things fall around behind it. Now, listen, it's not like Ohio state has, you know, some walk on coming in. It's, it, you know, CJ Stroud is, is anticipated to win that battle. This is a, you know, high force, high four star, five star recruit. But if I'm looking for contenders, contenders to Ohio State, um, you know it's tempting to, to take to take Penn State because that's the the program that has recruited the most consistently close to Ohio State, not quite Ohio State level, and that shows up when they when they take the field against each other. So I, you're right. I think I tend to look more toward the West with the idea that just as you said with Wisconsin doesn't have to play Ohio State during the regular season. If they can get to the championship game, then you just got to pull off one bit. One, you just got to beat them once, right? You just got to pull off that one good day. Wisconsin comes to mind. Iowa comes to mind. You know, Wisconsin was very much not the Wisconsin we're used to last year. They, they had a hard time running the ball. I, I tend to wonder if we just throw out a lot of last season with the, with the teams that played truncated years. Um, but I would probably land on Wisconsin or Iowa because they have the path to the West without having to go through Ohio State also in the regular season. So that opens things up a little bit, too. You basically, you're, you're looking for a flyer. We just got to beat the Buckeyes once. Exactly right. And you're getting great value if you can assume one of those two teams gets there at that point. Now with the odds being 8-1 to for Wisconsin, Iowa 14-1, to you're right. I mean, if you don't want to lay the steep price with Ohio State, then yes, you're looking for a flyer, as you alluded to, and then it comes down to just winning that one game. And a team like Wisconsin, like Iowa, the presumed favorites out of the West, could certainly fit the bill and possibly compete with Ohio State. So uh, the Big Ten is going to be fun to watch. We'll see if Penn State can give them a run for their money as well. But also looking at a different conference than Ralph, how about the SEC where, of course, Alabama's the favorite, but a team like Georgia, a squad I was just talking about that I like for the potential to win the championship, Georgia's plus 175 to win the SEC, Alabama minus 162, A&M, who people kind of like is somewhat of a dark horse this season, if you think they could come to fruition at the top, 14-1, LSU 16-1. What do you think about the SEC this season? Because, again, even if Georgia, so to speak, doesn't come out on top, I mean, they could still find themselves in the college football playoffs. So what are you making up of the SEC this season? Yeah, I tend to – listen, if you bet against Alabama, you know, good luck, right? <laughs> it, they're, the, they're the safest bet in, in maybe in sports, right? I mean, even if you know if, if they may not win the championship, 
but they're going to be in the discussion late into the season, and they're probably going to be in the playoff. Uh, again, you're breaking in a new quarterback, but with Bryce Young, you're talking about a, a, a five-star, a guy who is you know, highly touted, kind of gets compared a little to uh, Kyler Murray. We'll see. That's a big, you know, that's a tall order to be the next Kyler Murray, but he's got that kind of talent out of California. Um, I like Georgia a lot this year. I, I'm, I don't buy the idea that this is sort of a, a, a championship or bus year for Georgia. Um, I think that they're set up to be good for a really long time and challenge Alabama. We haven't seen them get past Alabama. So I understand the idea. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, I, I think I might be ready to buy in on Georgia this year. And you're right, a little farther down the board, Texas A&M seems to have a lot of things lined up for them. Uh, really good defense coming back under Mike Elko, really good front four, um, and a really good running back in Isaiah Spiller. But we don't know who's playing quarterback for them, and there's more uncertainty there than with some of these other schools where, again, you're looking at really high, highly touted prospects who could possibly step in without having started before. So I, I like a lot of what I see out of Texas A&M and the idea that this could be a year where the, it's all sort of coming together, but the quarterback issue gives me pause. There's always going to be a high ceiling at LSU. I think there's also a little bit of a lower floor. Um, I, I think there's a possibility that what we saw at LSU was another one of those years where you just sort of punt it and they could be a massive bounce back. You know, I don't know if you're if if you want to look for a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a dark horse. I guess you probably look towards Florida. Dan Mullen has always done well with quarterbacks. Emory Jones could be a guy who sort of yeah, I wouldn't say comes out of nowhere. People have known him. He's in the pipeline for a while, but hasn't necessarily established himself. Um, if I'm going for the non-Alabama pick, and again, sort of looking for value. Um, Probably A and M. A and M plays uh, host Alabama relatively early in the season, if I remember correctly, first half of the season. So you know, listen, you beat Alabama at home. If you stumble one other time somewhere else in your schedule, you got that tiebreaker in the in the bank, and maybe you end up in the in the national championship in the excuse me in the SEC championship game in that voltage of the playoffs. Look, I think there is a legitimate path. You're right with this Texas A&M team because defensively, they're still going to be sound. Offensively, they have all the pieces, but you're right. The big question is who is going to fill that role and step up in quarterback. And if they can find their guy, then everything else can fall into place. And there's a real, you know, scenario where 14-1 to is fantastic value with this Aggies team at the end of the season. So Texas A&M at 14-1 to certainly has solid value. But again, the quarterback conversation you know, lose some concerns this season. And, you know, speaking of the quarterback conversation, one that we do have some certainty with goes in the Big 12 with Oklahoma and Spencer Rattler, who is a presumed favorite to win the Heisman, as is Oklahoma to win the Big 12 up to minus 182 to come out on top of the conference. The Cyclones plus 275. Longhorns are 7-1. to Then the list goes on. Is Oklahoma running away with this conference, or do you think a team like Iowa State or Texas can compete and you maybe look at their odds a little bit more so? Yeah, that's, and that, there's the Big 12 super team, right? Uh, it, it's Oklahoma. They've won it, I think it's now six straight, going uh, six straight years, looking for seven straight. Uh, that won't be the case when they go to the SEC, by the way. They're not winning seven straight conferences <laughs> there. It's going to be a little different world. Um, you know, the interesting thing about Spencer Rattler is I, I do wonder how much of the hype around him is really, is really about Lincoln Riley. Right. And we've seen what he's done with Baker Mayfield and we've seen what he's done with Kyler Murray. And the, the, he's a great play caller, the offensive system there and the players that they generally put around the quarterback there 
are always, you know, put, put the quarterback in a position to flourish. He was very good last year, and he is a very highly touted kid who's got talent. There's no question about that. But we haven't seen that type of ceiling. What we think is, though, and I understand the presumption, if he takes a step forward and he becomes an elite quarterback and an elite offense, Oklahoma finally has the defense in place to maybe support that offense a little more. If you look at, listen, I, I, I love what Matt Campbell's done at Iowa State, but I think to a certain degree it comes down to Jimmy's and Joe's. And I know they beat, they beat Oklahoma last year, but I think they're, they're a little short on the Jimmy's and Joe's at Iowa State. You know, again, if you're looking for value, maybe there's some there. Uh, it, it's hard to see someone farther down the list right now. There's so much uncertainty with Texas with Sark coming in, though I, I'm optimistic that that works out in the long run. I mean, do you do you take a flyer at Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State never beats Oklahoma. So, you know, again, it's hard to find value in the middle of these conferences because the, the teams at the top have just been so strong. There have been so, such a gap between the top, the very the very best in the conference, and the rest in the conference. Ralph, now I want to talk about, before we let you go, we got about 90 seconds left. I feel a little bit estranged with the Pac-12 this season. It's always kind of wonky, but this year, you know, I've been focusing more so on the Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, is a lot of times we do here in the Midwest region more so than the Pac-12. But even more so, I mean, there isn't necessarily one outlier team that's dominant in the Pac-12, right? I mean, you get Washington, Oregon, the two top teams, 3-1 to one odds, USC, Utah at 5-1. to one. Who do you like in the Pac-12 this season? Yeah, that's the one place where there isn't that super team, right? The USC's that, that should recruit at that level haven't really, they haven't been the superpower. Oregon looks like it might be uh, on the road to being that type of super team to, to separate itself from the rest of the conference. But again, no, you know who's playing quarterback? Anthony Brown, the BC transfer. There's a freshman there named Ty Thompson, who I think has a pretty high ceiling. But are we a year away from Oregon really blossoming? I tend to like Utah. I don't know if I would pick them, but there's a stability about that team that I really t tend to fall back to. You kind of always know what you're going to get out of Utah, and you bring in Charlie Brewer, quarterback from Baylor, with a lot of experience. I think it's an interesting team to keep an eye on if you're looking outside of the clear favorites. Yeah, Utah 5-1, to one, and you're right. I mean, bringing in Brewer with the experience could be a great addition for this squad. You certainly know what you're going to get. And look, you're not taking the top two teams and getting relatively solid value with a conference that's going pretty deep. At least that's what we're assuming heading into this season. So Pac-12, going to be kind of a crapshoot per usual, but that's why we love it. And Ralph, hey, we love your analysis. Thank you for making time tonight. Look forward to catching up again during the college football season. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. At Ralph DeRusso, AP on Twitter, Associated Press, college football writer. He knows it all clearly. Love it in all the conferences. Missed out the ACC a little bit, but we'll have to recoup with him and get his thoughts on that before the season starts. Obviously, Clemson, the huge favorite, minus 715 to win the ACC. North Carolina, we briefly touched on them with Sam Howell Heisman-wise. They're at 8-1. to Miami also at 8-1. to NC State 20-1. to List goes on and on and on. But again... ACC, people are thinking North Carolina could make some noise in terms of giving a little bit more so than, of competition than usual with Clemson. Let's be honest, Clemson's going to end up on top. But, hey, if you're looking for more value than not, North Carolina certainly could be your play. At that point, I'd rather just go with Howell Heisman at 17-1. Probably more likely, in my opinion, and you're getting the better value in that spot. 
All righty, speaking of value, is there any in the NBA this far out with the Chicago Bulls or the Charlotte Hornets and their odds to make the playoffs? We'll discuss that next. The yes or no, will they make the postseason? Plus, we got plenty of baseball action to come your way here on Rush Hour. Stick around right here on VCB Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, not valid. For any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program, once again, daily hometown discounts, check them all out, betrivers.com. All righty, back at it here. It is Rush Hour, all on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, at Danny Burke 5, or you can follow me along on Twitter, at VEASAN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Again, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get the college football betting guide for just 20 bucks. NFL one coming soon. 
And we'll get to that a little bit later in the show in terms of the NFL. But wanted to spend a few minutes here and talk about the NBA. Yes, I get it. It's the offseason. You don't care about it. Football's around the corner. It doesn't matter because we're excited in here in Chicago because, look, obviously with all the acquisitions and free agency, we're getting a little bit uh, a little bit premature excitement here in the city of Chicago for the Bulls. And mostly when we were talking about it when they got Lonzo, when they got uh, Caruso when they brought on DeMar DeRozan but even before De DeRozan we were thinking okay well what were the odds before for the Bulls to make the playoffs and what are they going to be now they were two to one right after they got Lonzo and right around there and then the odds kind of got taken off the board and then when they brought on DeMar DeRozan as well then you know we were like okay where is this going to end up at I was guessing you know anywhere from about even money to minus 110 I think would be a great spot to bet them in but when you look at the odds now for the Bulls to make the playoffs, minus 127 is the yes for them to make the postseason. The no is even money for Chicago. If you think they're going to win the whole dang thing, 75 to 1. You think they can make it to the finals, win the Eastern Conference, it is 30 to 1. Certainly we're more interested in them just making the playoffs. The yes at minus 127. I don't think it's that steep to lay. What the issue is, if you're concerned about locking up your money for so long in such a long season and we're so many things can happen, but if they can stay healthy, then there's no reason this team isn't going to make the postseason. We kind of talked about it the other day, but realistically, I think they can be the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. Fifth or sixth, right around that range. You get a starting lineup of Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, and Vucevic. That's a great starting five right there. Going to get a lot of offense. Defense, well, questionable, but that's the NBA nowadays. Coming off the bench, you're getting Alex Caruso, solid defender, Kobe White, he can kind of come into his own. He's going to be great production off the bench. Tony Bradley, who they just bring up, and then Ayu DeSumo, who they draft in the second round out of Illinois. Kind of your big names off the bench relatively. Still use another big man piece. And, oh, of course, Laurie Markin. And we got to see what happens with Markin as of this point. But if he can kind of get meshed together still with the Bulls and keep things going, then, yeah, he's going to be obviously a solid piece off the bench. But, again, if you're comfortable with tying up your money this far and laying a little bit of a price, to me, there's no reason why the Bulls team, this Bulls team shouldn't make the postseason this year, barring any injuries. The East is top-heavy, but they're getting deeper. There's no doubt about that. And a team that could be part of that deeper area in the Eastern Conference, how about the Charlotte Hornets? I wanted to get into their odds to make the playoffs as well. And not that I personally have any tie to the Hornets like I do the Bulls, but more so with this Hornets team. I mean, they were right there this past season. They ended up in the 10th seed in the standings, but you have to remember the playing game is still implemented. So if you're anywhere from 7 to 10, you're still going to have to buy your way into the postseason. But I was curious what their odds were going to be because I figured you'd get some good value on the yes. And the yes is plus 190 for the Hornets to find their way in the postseason. The no, minus 250. They just signed Kelly Oubre Jr. the other day. And they still got a starting lineup now. You're getting LaMelo Ball. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be great. Terry Rozier, still a solid piece. Gordon Hayward, another guy who you need to stay healthy. Miles Bridges, Mason Plumlee, B.J. Washington. You need a little bit more depth out of this bench, but otherwise a solid starting group. And again, if they can stay healthy, to me there's no reason why this team won't end up in the range of a 7th to definitely a 10th spot. I mean, 9 and 10 without a doubt, but I could see them sneaking in the 7th or 8th seed. So again, you know, do you want to bet the value of plus 190 now? Or do you want to wait and see if you can get it a little bit better at the end of the year with the playing games? That's something you have to consider. But that's what makes it so much more intriguing now than in seasons past because of this playing game factor. But I think if you're looking for a team for some value, you love the NBA, and you can't wait to get some action in it, the Hornets, yes, plus 190, could be a solid 
Price, honestly, right now with a team that I think could be primed for a very solid year. So take a look at the Hornets, not too shabby. And then, of course, the Bulls, if you're fine laying it right now, not too steep, minus 127. We'll certainly be monitoring all these sides, specifically Bet Rivers, to see where that win total is going to be at. So exciting times ahead for the NBA here in the Chicagoland area. Enough talk on the hardwood, though. Let's go to the diamond. It's baseball season, baby. We've got some action tonight. Got a few plays that we're going to discuss, so stick around. I'll let you know what those are right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts are providing profiles of every team, along with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, you get best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. And each guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both. So now's the perfect time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Check it out now and sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. And we got plenty of baseball action to my right on the big screen. And we still have... Plenty more to look forward to tonight, so let's kind of get right into it with some of the top games on my board this evening that I got a few plays in, and let's start with the Giants and the Brewers. A great pitching matchup potentially tonight between Corbin Burns and Logan Webb, and as we look at these odds, Milwaukee is the favorite, minus 141 at Bat Rivers. The Giants catching plus 120. This total opened at 8, went down to 7.5, then back to 8, and now again back at 7.5, slightly shaded to the over, minus 112. Uh, Giants just took three out of four of their past series, and the Brewers just took two out of three versus Pittsburgh. Now, when you look at Logan Webb overall in the year, he's been great. There's no denying that. Five and three, 3.15 XFIP and a 1.21 whip. The concern with Webb is he's kind of been untrustworthy on the road, boasting a 4.62 ERA, 3.12 weighted on base average compared to 185 ERA at home, 257 weighted on base average at home. So the last four outings on the road, though, however, he's only given up four runs. So that was kind of more so because of the beginning of the season. Now looking at Corbin Burns, he's six and four with a 2.46 ERA, 2.19 XFIP, and a WHIP of .97. Burns had a tough outing his last go around. Five earned runs at Atlanta, but honestly, Burns has just been an absolute stud all year. When you look at what he's done at home, has been really solid, and you can't really take just the last start against Atlanta, one fluky start into consideration too much. Against this Giants team, that does hurt, uh, hit worse on the road, 740 OPS compared to 792 OPS at home. And when you look at the Brewers, this is also a team, ironically, that hits worse at home, 690 OPS compared to 719 OPS on the road. Brewers also a lot worse against righties, 697 compared to 730 OPS with lefties. The point I'm getting to here is, for me, I, I see this as a lower-scoring game, obviously, with the solid pitchers. 
With the total at eight, you could go full game under eight. Okay, but you also have to consider you got to trust these bullpens, which both of these teams do have solid bullpens. But obviously, the extra innings rule, too. That's that's why I really haven't gotten into the full game total under because you have to deal with the extra innings. Runner starting on second kind of kills you under. But first five at four could also entertain that, but didn't like it as much. And then I even flirted with the first three at about two and a half. But the best price I saw out there for the under was minus 131 and wasn't really, you know, infatuated with laying that. So instead, found a no run in the first inning at minus 115. I ended up playing that. So no run in the first inning between Logan Webb and Corbin Burns for tonight's affair. Minus 115, the best number out there. Webb on the road this season has not allowed a run in, this, in the first inning and five out of eight starts on the road this season. For Corbin Burns at home, he has not allowed a run in the first inning in eight out of ten starts. Again, Milwaukee hasn't been the best hitting at home or against righties, and the Giants a little bit worse hitting on the road. Two great pitchers, so we're banking on no runs being scored in the first inning at minus 115. That's the play I got in that game. Let's move on to another between the Marlins and the Rockies. Colorado kind of killed us the other night. A Patrick Wisdom had the three-run hit. The outfielder had it, dropped it. No more runs the rest of the game. We dropped that one when the Rockies were playing the Cubs. But I'm going back on Colorado tonight. We've seen significant line movement in their direction. Minus 140. Now you're seeing them upwards to minus 162. I snagged the money line with Colorado. Minus 155 earlier. Now they're playing the Marlins who, you know, they have a plus run differential. You haven't heard about them too much. But they're throwing Sandy Alcantara out there who's been pretty solid. 6-9 with a 3.75 XFIP. But Marquez is a guy who obviously an all-star this season, been pitching better at home, which is an anomaly at Coors Field. Nine and eight, 3.45 X pip with a 1.17 whip. He's got a 3.29 ERA at home and a 266 Woba weighted on base average uh, compared to 300 on the road. Alcantara on the road, 371 ERA, 312 Woba. So look, Alcantara hasn't been as good on the road. That's kind of something that's concerning, especially when you're going to Coors Field. The Rockies, we know how great offensively they've been at home. 8-12 OPS compared to 6-16 on the road. Marlins have a 6-75 OPS on the road. Look for the Rockies to get a nice dub tonight. They beat the Cubs last night 6-5, thinking they get another victory this evening. So played the Rockies minus 155 on the money line. If you're a little bit uncomfortable with lane minus 162, of course you could always go with the run line, get a little bit better price. But I'm willing to lay a little bit more to trust the Rockies to win this one outright against the Marlins. All right, let's go with another matchup tonight in Oakland. The A's are taking on the Rangers. Chris Bassett taking on Mike Fultonewich. And look, this is a very tough matchup potentially for Texas, not just because Texas is kind of imploding, but the pitching matchup as well. And look, Bassett's been solid 11-3 this season, 3.91 XBIP, but even more so at home. 2.70 ERA. Two point or uh, 248 Woba, and honestly, versus the Rangers, three games he's 3-0, 21 innings pitch, allowed just 12 hits, two earned runs, 14 strikeouts, and the batting average for the Rangers in that game, or in those games rather, 167. Uh, Faltinevich on this side, he's 839 ERA on the road, 429 Woba compared to 443 ERA at home and 338 Woba at home. It's not that much better, but he's just that much worse on the road. So fade Fulte here, look for the A's. And honestly, when you look at this A's team, I mean, their hitting has kind of been suspect as of late, but if they can take advantage of a guy, it's going to be against Fulte tonight. Fulte's been okay against the A's, 2-1 and one up to this point, have uh, the Rangers gone in those games. 
but you've seen huge line movement too go to Oakland. Minus 210 up to minus 315. But at Bet Rivers, the run line that you could go, they're advertising the two right now at minus 112. But if you want to do the minus one and a half, it's up to minus 141. They actually had it minus 127 earlier in the day, and I laid that. The run and a half with Oakland minus 127. Again, if you want to get these bets earlier, vsan.com slash subscribe. Log them all in the best bets page. It's on the daily email too. Just got to click the link. But those are the plays I'm riding with tonight in terms of baseball. We're going the A's on the run line, minus 127. Rockies on the money line, minus 155 tonight as they host the Miami Marlins. And then finally, we're doing the first inning, no runs between the Giants and the Brewers. That game about to get underway soon, so be sure to get those bets in sooner rather than later. Great pitching matchup between Logan Webb and Corbin Burns. Hopefully no scoring in that first inning, but you can see it on the screen. Those are the three plays we're rolling with tonight. Best of luck, as always, if you tail with any of those uh, plays in terms of the diamond. Plenty to look forward to tonight with baseball. And how about in the NFL? Brady Henderson covers the Seahawks. will give us a scoop on them next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't 
wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with Bet Rivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in play betting options out there. And as always, remember you get a $250 match bonus along with the fastest payouts and only one time playthrough at Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 532 in Virginia. Offer not valid in Iowa. Alrighty, wrapping up another edition of Rush Hour right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's time to close things out with some football discussion and specifically out on the West Coast, NFC West, baby. It's going to be a great division and to help us look more into it, Brady Henderson, who covers the Seahawks for ESPN's NFL Nation, hopping on right now. And Brady, we appreciate you taking some time to preview the squad and the division. Now, before we get into some of these odds, because naturally that's what we like to hone in on here at VSIN. I got to talk about Russell Wilson specifically because there is a lot of noise in the offseason with him potentially regarding a trade and putting those teams that he maybe would prefer out there. What is kind of the sentiment you've either seen or heard in regards to that now that we're in camp? Has it really been a big impact or not so much? No, it, it's kind of been on the back burner, I would say. And, you know, one thing I've learned about Wilson and covering him for all uh, however many seasons he's been in Seattle is that he has this remarkable ability to compartmentalize and to really put his head down and get to work. And I really do not think that all of those issues that he, all those frustrations uh, that he voiced, I don't think that those went away entirely. You know, certainly, you know, training for Gabe Jackson uh, helped a lot. He liked that move. Signing Gerald Everett, the tight end from the Rams, gave him another weapon. He liked that. The same with uh, drafting Dwayne Eskridge, the speedy wide receiver in the second round. So he liked a lot of the moves they made. Um, but a lot of those frustrations, you know, they're still there despite, you know, I think a good offseason and despite some of the progress that they've made. But he is, you know, again, the way that he compartmentalizes, the way that he uh, just puts the blinders on and gets to work, I think this stuff is um, it's way, way in the back of his mind at this point. But it's still there. And if, you know, if they don't have a, um, you know, if, let's say, you know, the pass protection is not improved this year and he's still getting hit and sacked the way he has been, or if the new fit uh, in Shane Waldron's offense is not what he wants it to be, or if the Seahawks just don't improve as a team and they don't get over the you know, divisional round hump that they've had in the playoffs for the last few years, I think those same issues can come back. But for right now, I would say that they're definitely on the back burner. Yeah, and you talk about the frustrations that he voiced in this offseason. And, yeah, it's probably not going to be a big impact, per se, heading into this season. But one of them loomed around the offensive line, which you said, you know, they did address a little bit uh, with Jackson. But overall, do you think this offensive line is still going to maybe be in the same area of struggling, take a step back, or are they finally going to improve a little bit and give Wilson some comfort this season? Yeah, well, Gabe Jackson certainly is going to help. And that was really, um, you know, the, it, it could end up being the only change that they made from the starting five um, of last year is inserting Gabe Jackson there at left guard. Um, and they've had, or excuse me, at right guard. And they've had um, uh, Damian Lewis move over. You know, if Ethan Postick holds off Kyle Fuller at center, it's, it's going to be the same four guys as last year with Jackson as, as the one new piece. 
he is going to, I think, make a big impact in pass protection. You know, they had Mike Ayapati there, who was on the last legs of his career, who was kind of in and out in the lineup. Uh, I think I think Gabe Jackson is a pretty clear upgrade. But it's important to keep in mind, too, that, you know, when a quarterback gets sacked, it's not always on the offensive line. Sometimes it's on a quarterback himself, um, and sometimes it's on the play call or just the design of the play. And that's going to be one of the noticeable differences with this new offense under Shane Waldron is one of them is going to be more of a quick passing game uh, that in theory is going to get the ball out of Russ's hands quicker. And it's it is, in theory, every, all of this is theoretical at this point, but you know, it's going to, it's going to reduce the number of hits and sacks on them. And it's also I think the bigger idea is that it's going to help them avoid the issues that they ran into in the second half of last season when defenses started taking away the deep stuff that was working so well for them early on. Remember that's how, you know, they were off to this record pace. Russell Wilson was the leading MVP candidate because they were killing teams deep. Defense is starting adjusting, started to adjust to them in the second half. The Seahawks didn't have enough of a, a short to intermediate passing game to really counter and to take what defenses were giving them. They should have a better chance of doing that now. There's more of an emphasis. More of the plays are designed uh, to really have that kind of, um, you know, to, to beat defenses that way. And so uh, the p- overall point is that they may have, they may only end up changing one spot on their offensive line, but they, they could be in a better position to protect Russell in other ways. All right, Brady. Well, let's kind of dive into the betting angles for the Seahawks this upcoming season. And we'll start with their win total. Nine and a half is the number listed. The over is the favorite minus 159 under is plus 130. So as indicated by the odds, it seems like if anybody's favoring one side or the other, it's going to be the Seahawks reaching 10 wins. Do you think that's the side you lean with, or do you think it could be a little bit of a down year up in Seattle? Yeah, I, that seems low to me. And I don't study these as much as uh, you guys do, obviously, but nine wins seems low to me. And, you know, I, I always look um, at go back to that 2017 season. That was the one year since I think 2011 that they did not make the playoffs. Um, you remember that was the year that the Legion of Boom started falling apart. They had next to no running game because the running backs kept getting hurt. Uh, and Russell Wilson ended up being their leading rusher. So basically everything fell apart around Wilson and they still scratched out nine wins. So I, I kind of view nine wins for them as a baseline. Like if everything goes horribly wrong, they're at least going to win eight or nine games. Um, and I especially think that's true now that they've got the extra game, obviously. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I would, uh, I, if I was a betting man, I would take the over on the Seahawks. Okay, so Brady's saying go over nine and a half, if anything. Now, what about when we look at the division odds and odds to make playoffs? Because it's a deep division, certainly, with the NFC West. The Rams and the 49ers are the favorites, both at plus 190. Then come the Seahawks, plus 275. Arizona, plus 575. So maybe you don't think the Seahawks win the division, but even if you do, their odds to make the playoffs, the yes is the favorite minus 125, which really is pretty low relatively of what we're accustomed to seeing with Seattle. The no is plus 104. So how do you think they end up in the division and whether or not they finish the top or not, do you think they still find a way in the postseason? I really do. Yeah, it's just, again, this is all, you know, barring a catastrophic situation. Um, I just think that there's too much talent. I mean, I, I always go when in doubt, um, you know, and I think there is some doubt as to who's going to win this division because it's wide open. You can make a case for every team winning the division, but I think when in doubt, you go with the team that's got the best quarterback. And, um, you know, as much as the Rams improved in that department, I mean, 
Pat Stafford is a big upgrade over Jared Goff, both in terms of just talent and also, I think, football intellect. Um, you know, the uh, the 49ers are – that's probably the most interesting team in the division just because you don't know what they're going to get out of Trey Lance. The reports from training camp are that he's absolutely lighting it up. Uh, but he's still a rookie, and any rookie quarterback is going to face a very tough transition, I think especially one who comes from a small school like that and who didn't really play a lot of football last season. And by the way, I think this is an underrated part of that – doesn't really have an ideal mentor, you know, the way like Matt Hasselbeck was for Andrew Luck or the way somebody like Josh McCown was for Sam Darnold. Um, so I just think it's wide open Arizona. I, I would put them probably as fourth, but I think the, the margins are so close between every one of those teams. And again, when in doubt, I think you go with the team with the best quarterback and that's easily Russell Wilson. Yeah, Seahawks, decent value compared to the Rams and 49ers, plus 275 to come out on top of the NFC West, and relatively solid odds for them to make the postseason. The yes, minus 125, and as Brady alluded to earlier, that went to at 9.5. If everything goes to worse, 9 is kind of that baseline number. Hard not to see the Seahawks getting to about double-digit wins. But, hey, Brady, we appreciate you taking some time tonight. It's going to be a fun season up there in Seattle, so uh, we're looking forward for your coverage this season, and best of luck with everything this year, my man. Hey, well, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it, and hope I get a chance to talk to you again. Absolutely. Brady Henderson, ladies and gentlemen, at Brady Henderson on Twitter. Covers the Seahawks over at ESPN, NFL Nation, baby. So if you want all things Seahawks, be sure to check it out there and on Twitter at Brady Henderson. Seahawks win total 9.5, really likes that over. to steep one minus 159, but that's been kind of continuously been getting bet up. Uh, throughout this past month and a half or so, I know a few hosts on VEASAN certainly like that play. So if you're thinking the same, Probably better to do it now rather than later. But in terms of some of the bets that we do have, for tonight at least, let's kind of recap some of the action we had on the diamond this evening, starting with the Brewers and the Giants. First pitch about to be underway in about 15 minutes or so. And we're hoping for minimal pitches and a low-scoring first inning. We're taking the no run in the first inning, minus 115. Logan Webb on the road is not allowed to run in the first and five out of eight starts on the road. And Burns at home has not allowed a run in the first. And eight out of ten starts. Both offenses, you know, kind of doing worse in this situation. Brewers hit worse at home than they do on the road, ironically. And the Giants, which makes more sense, hit a little bit worse on the road than they do at home. And, look, Milwaukee's offense has been an issue all season long. And against right, he's not that favorable. So hopefully no scoring in the first inning is what we're rooting for up in Milwaukee between the Brewers and the Giants. And then going to Coors Field, we are taking the Rockies on the money line, minus 155 against the Marlins. We got Marquez, who's been really a stud at home, as has the Colorado offense. Over 800 when it comes to their OPS. Completely different. It's night and day road and home splits for the Rockies. Marlins, not that great of a team. Same with uh, Alcantara when it comes to pitching on the road. So laying the 155 with Colorado on the money line. And then finally, how about the Oakland A's on the run line? About minus 127 is what I laid. I know that's been getting bet up all day and all day. But, hey, maybe you could look for an in-game if you want a better price or just suck it up a little bit late if you like it enough. But like the A's on the run line to kind of wrap up all the action we got tonight on the diamond. So plenty of bets coming tonight. We are hoping for a good one. Sweep would be ideal heading into the weekend. But as always, best of luck if you tail. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Rush Hour. We'll catch up again on Monday. Until then, best of luck with your wagers. Take care from all of us here at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 